Greetings, Carl here. The cognitive load of small decisions should not be underestimated. (laughs) You know, when we moved to New Zealand three years ago, the biggest surprise for me, like I knew it was going to be hard, you know, like, oh, but I also was like, yeah, it's going to be so fun. Woohoo, moved to New um, the biggest surprise to me was I totally underestimated, completely underestimated the cognitive demand of small decisions, like little things that by themselves don't sound like a big deal. Like, oh, how are we going to get money? Like, I mean, not like, like, like banking. <laughs> what are we going to do for a bank? <laughs> um, where's the mayonnaise in the grocery store? You know, what is, what's a, what's Kumra? Like, what happened to sweet potatoes? (laughs) You know, and it it may not seem like a big deal, but driving on the other side of the road, like, you at, like, wow, these roads are a lot more narrow. How come people park on the grass when there's big logging trucks on this windy road? Oh, that, that trip's only, you know, that trip's only 200 miles, except I'd be then saying kilometers. Like, even as I'm talking, I'm adding things. Fahrenheit versus Celsius. But that trip's only 200 miles. That's no problem. Oh, that's right. Driving on the roads in New Zealand are different. At least the South Island of New Zealand, the roads are curved. Like, the, just the cognitive demand of all those small decisions should not be underestimated. Dealing with that kind of the cognitive load of small decisions, especially uncertain decisions, like running a business or, you know, that's like a muscle. And, And sure, it gets stronger with exercise and experience, but it has limits, right? You can't keep working I can't, I don't know if you can, I can't keep working under the sort of load, the cognitive load of those decisions with endlessly without it doing some damage, without, it, without me needing a period of rest and recovery. Um, so I, I'm trying to be better about picking my spots. I think this is one of the huge appeals of minimalism and sort of this idea of a minimalist wardrobe or a capsule wardrobe, tiny houses, you know, all of those sorts of ideas where it's like, I'm going to limit my, I'm going to build in artificial constraints over here so that I can use that cognitive energy in another place. You know, like how you eat. Remember Tim Ferriss had like, you know, like the same breakfast, you know, and he's just like, he didn't have to think about it. And to some people, that sounds insanely boring. And to me, it sounds amazing (laughs) because I'm doing something crazy right now. I only eat during a four to six hour window every day. And during that window, you don't care about my diet. This is not about diet. I'm just using this as an example. It's been amazing how much that's freed up me having to think about what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? I'm not suggesting it. I don't need any emails about it. We don't need to talk about it. Unless you want me to, hear, unless you want me to talk more about it, shoot me an email if you want me to talk more about it. Otherwise, please, we don't need to get into it. But it's just the, the idea that if we can lock some things down in our world, everything else becomes, we can use that. Co- it's like we have a cognitive, I think we do, like a cognitive budget, an allocation, 
And we got to figure out how we spend that carefully. And I was talking to the founder of a, a, a company a couple of days ago, and he's been running this venture-backed company for, they've been working on this for like five years now. And he said, you know, he moved to a small apartment specifically because of this. He's like, I needed one thing that was easy locked down, right? So tiny houses, caps of war robes, minimalism, all of those things. I think the appeal there is not that you're like limiting yourself. It's, it's that you're saying, no, I want to spend maximally, right? Like time and energy and money. I want to devote it to the things that I really care about right now. And I'm going to lock down some of these other things because you can't do it all. Right? This sort of ability to make these small decisions has its limits. And so I'm really sort of working on picking my spots. You know, I, I, I'm working on eliminating some things that I, that I absolutely love because I need that cognitive energy to devote to things I love even more. Right? So it's, a, it's not just a deprive, 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 budget, 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 you know, like it's not that. It's cool if I don't do this, like Stephen Covey says, I can have a much bigger yes here. And I think the realization I'm having is it's not just about big things. It's about the little things. In fact, I was talking to another friend about this today and I compared it to being pecked to death by ducks. <laughs> and I'm sure I heard somebody else say that. So if anybody knows who like, like I'm not making claim, but, but I love like pecked to death by ducks is exactly what that's like, making all these teeny little decisions. Right? So the more of those we can lock down, the better. Love to hear from you. Hello at behaviorgap.com is the email address. Hello at behaviorgap.com. And to my friends outside of the United States, behavior is spelled the American way with no U. So just I-O-R at the end. Behaviorgap.com. Hello at behaviorgap.com. Talk to you soon.